0: right, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Doing Something Different. We're actually going to be doing this over Zoom so you get to see my face a little bit, not just some recording. Um, But today we have the privilege to have a guest that I've worked with for the last probably three years now. Ken, Kenneth, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. What's going on?
1: No, absolutely. Listen, uh, Yankee, uh, I appreciate the invite for me to be joining you on your podcast here um, I think we got connected, as you said, um, first of all, for the audience, my name is Kenneth Century here. Uh, I'm a lender slash real estate investor here. Yankee and I connected, as he said, about three years ago through some of the whole, uh, the deals that they had in Baltimore, obviously they're very well-versed in the Baltimore market. Uh, so obviously connected with them. Uh, we did, uh, we did quite a bit of business together through myself and some of my partners here. So they've been very, very, um, Uh, um, useful to work with and in terms of like helping you in the right direction in here. So I I always appreciate the, uh, the business relationship here and um, obviously guiding. I think the word I wanted to use is guiding us in a market that can be very, very difficult if you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, here am I, man.
0: Well, hundred percent. Like you said, you said the words that everyone is thinking in a market where things are extremely difficult and no one knows what they're doing. I mean, listen, I think we're going to start off really with a little bit about what you've done in the past. Pre, I'm not going to say pre-COVID, but you know, leading you up to real estate because I think that everyone has a story and it has to start somewhere. So, how did you get into to real estate? What did you start off with?
1: Great question, Yankee. Um, so I started off. Um, I think uh, let's rewind back into you know my background has always been finance and banking, right? So I did I did have a little bit of the secret sauce, unlike other people. Uh, got out of college, uh, went to Reuters, uh, did my ten for Reuters. Um, after a couple of years, Reuters decided to take a lot of the jobs overseas. I think at that time it became a very popular thing where they outsource a lot of the jobs overseas. So, um, I was, uh, I guess fortunate or not, uh, not unfortunate, whichever way you want to look at it. And then I jumped right into real estate. Um, I, I did actually started off getting my real estate back in New York. Um, uh, a little bit of that, I did my real estate and then I went into um lending at that time, subprime lending became very popular. What year is this? Um, oh boy, yeah, you guys gonna know my age by then. Man. So, we're talking about all the way from 2004 here, man. Like, this is like wow, this, this, this feels like ages now, man. It makes me feel old now, man, looking at it, but um. Yeah, so I I went into uh, work for subprime lender at that point. Uh, It used to be called household finance, which was part of HSBC. At that time, I think it's a full circle now. uh, 15 years later or 20 years later now, we are seeing the same stuff play out again. At that time, believe it or not, we were selling interest rates at 8%, 9%, 10%. So it's not too long ago that we were in the same Space we find ourselves in, and people were, ha- people were happy. I guess the difference between that and now is that for the last two, three years, people were used to seeing good times, right? We like to call it. People got used to it. People got used to the three, four, five percent. So we did get used to that. But so I did jump into that, and then obviously fast forward to two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, the market crash, right? Look what it caused, and then. I went to traditional banking, right? They say it was, it was more like the safe bet. I I like to say it. So I went, I spent some time at JP Morgan Chase, Capital One Bank, uh, PNC Bank. So I did do a lot of stint at banks. I gained a lot of experience there. And then fast forward to about 2016, 2017, I said, you know what? I think I've been thinking about real estate a little bit. I think maybe I can get into real estate. So, you know, as you know. I'm based out here in Jersey. So um, I started wholesaling properties back in New Jersey in 2017. Wow. So in 2016, 2017, to be exact, um, I did very well in my first six months wholesaling a lot of properties. And I said, you know what, maybe I could just get into this real estate thing. Mm -hmm. So on my first deal, this is what I did, Yankee. On my first real estate fix and flip I found a property that was a hot property. And um, I convinced a contractor that, listen, I got this property here. If you can come in and do the work and also bring in the cash for us to do the closing, then we go in 50-50, right? So it wasn't a bad deal, right? Well, and- For and you, you know for this. sure not. <laughs> it wasn't. And, and you know this, when it comes to real estate, three most important ingredients you need. Either you have the deal, you have the experience or you have the money, right? You got to bring something to the table here. So I figured out very early uh, in my real estate investing uh, career that uh, I think that that will be a, a a very excellent thing for me to leverage, right? In terms mm-hmm. of like, and and fast forward why I am where I am now. You guys going to understand that. So yeah, I convinced him. We purchased the property for $63,000. Uh, we put about $75,000 in and we sold the property for two and a quarter. We made a good amount of money. We made 70,000. Everybody walked away with about 30, 35 grand. He was happy. Uh, he was happy in the sense that, hey, listen, I invested about 35, 40. I, got, I, I did the work and you know, I, I got back my money and um, you know, it's it's, a, it's a nice proposition. So, so ever since then, the rest was history. I got into a lot of fix and flip in the New Jersey market. I was literally, I think, for, for the last four or five years that I was actively doing a lot of fix and flip, I think myself and the ones that I did with other partners, I did close to about a hundred fix and flips right wow. in, 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 in the Jersey market. And then obviously fast forward to uh, Baltimore and the Philly market here. So, you know, um, and then obviously I connected with you and your team and what you guys uh, were doing. Um, You know, you guys had a, a very unique way of uh, finding the properties and helping sellers and... And really navigating the market, I always tell people it's very very important. Whoever you choose to work with, you know, um, you know what kind of a partnership you guys are be able to form. It has to be able to be a partnership that is of value, and then everybody can win in the end, right? Which is important, right? Uh, so you guys have the boots on the ground. You guys know the market very well. You guys can help navigate people through um, the market as well. So ever since then. Uh, right now, in terms of my investing strategy, here is pretty much a lot of buy and holds. I don't do as much as flip, fix and flip, and you know, obviously, it's obvious now with the market, right? But uh, that's 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 my story. That's what I have been involved in, and um, you know, fast forward to now, which is important here, as you guys can see here, you know, had the privilege for the last six eight months to be part of London One, uh, and London One is based out in Boca. Uh, uh, in Florida, uh, where is the headquarters. Uh, we are a private nationwide lender. Uh, we do lend in 46 states. Um, so w- w- what that means is that as a direct private lender, we don't need to go out there and find you. Uh, the the, the we, We're not a broker, so we don't have to try to find you who can get the loan done here. We directly lend our capital, and it makes us a very, very competitive in the market. So we focus on uh, bridge loans, which is fix and flip. We do the 30-year DSCR loans. Um, we do new construction. We do multi-families as well, one to four uh, family residential. I've always come at this with the experience anyway, because prior to the last two years, I was out here brokering a lot of the deals that I was doing myself and also helping others. It. So it was natural for me to join Lending One as one of the uh, uh, business development managers, where I cover the New Jersey New York territory and also other places as well. So that brings me here.
0: Wow, I think there's a definitely a lot to talk about. And the first thing that you mentioned, out of you know, there's a lot lot going on. But the first thing you mentioned, what I think that everyone is talking about right now, is that you know rates used to be at eight percent in two thousand and four, and I think you know everyone has their habits or traits that is their advantage and their disadvantage. And for myself, I'm very conservative with my numbers, extremely conservative. And what that plays out in today's market is that when someone tells me, Oh, rates were at 8%. So you can still buy at 8% today. Right? So I always tell them, okay, when you did your underwriting in 2001 and whatever it was, what were the rents? What price were you getting the property at? So, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like people these days are pushing things that don't make sense because they think that it's the same scenario as back then. You know, you got to do apples to apples. You can't do apples to oranges. And I think you touched on that a little bit, which is sure rates were 8%, but we're getting deals done and now we're not. People are scared because it's it's a shaky market. And I hear that. And that's why like you said, we're here to give and help people actually know what they're doing. And to be able to make the right investment, like if you would call me today and I'm selling a property and you would say, hey, Yankee, is this in a good area? And I know it's on the border and in the wrong part of the border. I'll tell you very straight up, hey, this is not in Reservoir Hill. It's in um, it's in Walbrook, which is close to Reservoir Hill. But this property, you know, it's not the same thing. You could buy it, but you have to know what you're buying. And I think that's an important thing you said. um." Going more on to today and your experience, I mean, listen, it's it's definitely a lot of great experience you have first working for a, a lot of different banks and then getting into the investment side. My only question is, do you regret not buying a lot more properties in New York back then?
1: Oh, boy, that is uh, that is a, a, a great question here uh, in terms of... Um, that and you know, I, I always like to say that I'm a person who doesn't live with a lot of regrets here. I think when I got into the investing, I think that was a good strategy, then to be quite frank with you, um, where we were doing a lot of fix and flip here. I think it did make sense at that point. Uh, and hindsight, 2020 is always what it is, right? And you could always look back and, and say, you know, wish I could have done it this way or that way. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking at back right now. I certainly wish uh, I would have um, uh, uh, kept a lot of the properties that I did own to be quite, frank. I did, I did do a lot of the fix and flip.
0: Right. 100%. And I'll tell you, just, you know, I was talking to a contractor. I know also that is from, uh, from New York originally. And he also, he sold a lot of his properties and he's looking back and he's like, wow, these properties I sold for 200 K are worth a million plus these days. It's, It's crazy what markets could do. And you know what? I I am conservative about the Baltimore market and anyone that asks me, I'll tell them very straight up, but I do think that there has been a lot of growth here recently that I think could lead into a lot of good things. And the main things I should say is the fact that first of all, Biden chose his place as a tech hub for AI tech. So that, Mm -hmm. that that has great potential, you know, whether whatever side of the aisle you are on, that is the truth of the matter. He chose Baltimore specifically, And D.C. slowly has been trickling to Baltimore. And if they get the train going from Baltimore to D.C., the the speed rail, that that could be a game changer. And Baltimore could become a different market, kind of
1: like New York
0: did, you know?
1: You're right. You're right. No, I think that there is the recipe for success, I think, for a lot of investors here. They've been waiting for that eh, for Baltimore and, you know, and. You know, I guess if you're playing the long game, then you probably have the appetite to sort of like hope that one day it will happen. Um, so, you know, not, coupled with the the current real estate market and everything that is happening, it's really hard to convince people who are not visionaries uh, to make a bet on Baltimore, because I think it's been a uh, long time coming and then, Obviously, to delve a little bit into it, to try to see what because because from an economic standpoint, I think that all those things are great. That that we are seeing the federal government make you know Baltimore a priority and in the city and the state of Maryland in terms of the different things that are coming. I I want to see a lot more private enterprises making a bet on Baltimore. I think once we see a lot more private entities making a bet on Baltimore, I will, I personally will be convinced. I, 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 I will be more convinced if I see, you know, you see companies, let's say like you go to a place like St. Louis, I hear that, you know, Bowen wants to uh, come in there and do some stuff. Though, When I hear those things, it's beginning to ring. uh, a bell to me, you know. I I I I hope you see where I'm going with that. So look, I, I hope in the end with the AI things that is going on, I hope that it, it puts Baltimore in the in the right limelight. But I still like to see more companies and and, and, and private entities come into the, the city and the surrounding areas and make a play. Until then, I think that um is it, is gonna slowly trickle in. We're talking about 10, we're talking about five, 10 years, right? And you know. <laughs> that's uh, as an uh, as somebody who is investing in here they might have that or horizon but you know if you could take your money somewhere else and and it could possibly sort of yield you a faster return and things are a little bit moving in the market here uh, it's too great on a positive side on a positive side you know baltimore is still the only place that you could still acquire properties under 100,000 properties that are complete, uh, completely fixed and, uh, re- renovated and, and and for a family to be able to afford a property for 200 thousand here and stuff like that so um it still presents a lot of future opportunity uh for for uh, for of affordability where if you look at it from the long long run um you could you know if, if your play as an investor if your play is certainly to buy and hold then you you don't have any problem here I think the rents in Baltimore are very strong, by the way, uh, which is very encouraging, right? Um, and, and so, and if you know, so so overall, I think that um, it's a it's a it's a good it's a it's a it's a good uh, uh, thing that we are hearing that is is coming forth here. Uh, just the, the the only thing is that let's see if if private companies also be be, be uh, uh, start making a bet on Baltimore. That's all.
0: Right. And I think it's a very good point you're making, which is something that I didn't think about. But now that you mention it, it's a very true point. I mean, like we both know the federal, the GSA, which is basically the real estate assessor for the government, decided that the FBI is going to move to Maryland. But the FBI was not happy about that. They're like, no, we want to go to Virginia. So the federal government is pushing people and companies to go to Maryland. But we do see that that kind of pullback. The fact that You know, the guy in charge of the FBI is saying, no, I don't want to go to Maryland. I don't want to go to PG County. It's telling. But I think over time, like you said, I don't think anyone should buy a deal if the numbers don't work and then pray that one day it's going to come to New York. That's that's not worth it. But you're able to make good cash flow in some areas and then bet to the future. Like you said, you know, you're able to get some great rentals in this market. Then there is potential. And even if it doesn't play out, you're still making good money throughout and you could sell it later on. But. You know, there's potential there. I hope some more private companies band together. I think the one of the biggest issues, which I actually heard Wes Moore talk about at a meeting I was at last week, is that we can't have these onesie twosies. You have to have a bunch of companies come together and do it or it's not going to happen. And that's how it's been in Baltimore. You have Under Armour trying to do Port Covington by itself, and it's failing. I mean, from what I see, it's failing. You need a bunch of companies coming together to do it together, and that's how you get it done.
1: You're right. You're right, and it starts with uh, the economic climate that uh, comes from the uh, the government or the, uh, the the governor and and the legislature, right? Um, to try to make make the place look like first of all, this is a, a business friendly environment that I want to I want to bring my company. In, number one, number two, this is a place that I think is a safe environment for my employees to want to work in. Right. Um, And number three, you have all the all the amenities and different things that, you know, people need to have in those places. I think if they focus on those three things. But uh, the other point is also very, very, very important. you got to have multiple private companies making a bet on it. Just one one private entity here. uh, And nobody goes too well.
0: Right. Wow, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. I saw on your Instagram recently. You helped—I forgot who it was. Who did you help invest in a property? One of these—someone's, uh, someone famous or something—is that incorrect?
1: Um, be be specific or not? Which one is that? I saw. It,
0: I, uh, unless you're helping yeah. a lot of famous people, I'm talking about like an actor or something. I saw either it was a it was a football player, or an actor that you helped either them or their wife invest in a property. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, let me see. Hold on, let me check.
0: I saw it on Instagram, so I don't know. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> it could have been yeah. a story from a long time ago. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it might be. It might be a long time ago. Yeah, but you know, obviously, you know, you run into people here and there that you do, you do help here and there. Um, you know, but you know, as I said, like yourself, you, you've, you've, you've been in the market for a while, and once you are in the market. For a while you um you get to know a lot of people here, right but right. um i'd love to I' love to piece that together, maybe uh
0: I have uh, to send you I, I don't know, I saw it recently this the, the post was might have been taken down already, but there was um
1: oh uh was it was it um was it when I went to end your leisure the invest fest
0: makes sense makes sense,
1: yeah, 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 I was at the invest fest obviously. At InvestFest, you had a lot of celebrities and different people that came, um, you know. But in terms of um, and Lending One, we were there, uh, obviously representing here. But and then I think Didi was there at InvestFest as well. Right. But um, yeah, that's what I think I had posted. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice, nice, no hundred percent. Um. So yeah. what's? I mean, I hear you're doing Lending One now, so you're doing a lot of lending. I mean, I guess you know, for what it seems like. Your strategy is really playing the market as it comes. You know, if it's a market to buy and flip, we buy and flip. If it's a market to buy and hold like it is right now, we buy and hold and we lend. If, you know, if that's what, that's what pays the bills and that's what the market demands. You can't, you got to go with the market. And, you you know, I honestly, myself also, I started off like yourself, wholesaling. And sure, I still do some of that. But most of the time, I decided that I want to be an agent. I want to broker deals. I don't want to have to deal with that sketchy part of the business. I want to be straight up and you know, you everything always changes and you have to learn how to change with the market. So it's great that you're, you know, able to do that. I mean, I know we're heading already towards the end. I think time is flying the 20 minutes. I don't know where it went, but we're heading towards the end. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, Ken, what, what advice would you give to your average investor in Baltimore that's Either they started or they already or they didn't start, and, and they're seeing the struggles that we're having. You know, you, you went through the 2008 crash. Should they stop investing? Like, what should they do?
1: Look, the telltale signs. I have a very, um, unorthodox perspective when it comes to the real estate market and the economy in general here, and it starts off with 2024 being a presidential year, and if you look at historical data on presidential years, uh, quite a, a lot of different things happen where the incumbent president looks to want to be reelected. So we are starting to see some of the signs of a rebound in inflation data. Uh, obviously the consumer confidence is still very leery even as we approach holidays, right? Uh, the, 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 the CPI index was down. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, gas prices are still, um, what do you call it, climbing down. So that means that the Feds did, um, if you like to believe, they did a good job with the bringing down the inflation here. But let me tell you this, Yankee, when do your average in real estate investor look at some of the data that I'm talking about? None of them do, right? No, this me is exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, I, so so this is this is why I tell people that. Unlike other people, I don't look at real estate. I look at real estate in totality to what is happening in here. And a lot of people will be listening and say, why are we talking about the 2024? Yes, it it plays an important role as we go forward in in the real estate market and whether the Federal Reserve decides to raise interest rates or they keep interest rates at bay. So this is what is going to happen in here. This is my prediction. What's going to happen in 2024 is that we're possibly going to see inflation flatline and drop somewhat. If gas prices keep going down, it behooves me, and if the inflation numbers keep on trending down, it behooves me that the Federal Reserve will go on ahead and raise rates. So what's that going to happen is that it's going to bring down, raise down. We're probably going to average in the mid six and a half to seven and a half. It's going to bring consumer confidence as we gear up to November for the elections, and maybe they will drop rates one or twice towards the end, the third and the fourth quarter of next year, again, to make the consumer feel very good here. So real estate market is never, we don't, we're not going to see a crash. I think uh, you and I probably believe that we're not going to have a real estate crash because the data doesn't support that. So I say all this to say that on average, uh, 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 what do you call it? A new investor who is looking to get the market here. I think this is actually going to be your time to really look for those pockets of opportunity because they are out there, right? You and your team always send out deals and different things that are happening. And my other take is that what, what is happening is this. We are in November right now. A lot of people are pretty much feeling like, let me wind down. You know, the holidays are coming, right? You know, um, let me close out the year here. I'm done, right? This is where if you are a serious investor and if you're really looking to get your 2024 going, this is when you should be looking at those pockets of opportunities, especially the sellers who are looking as a mask for them to close on that deal before the end of the year. Guess what? You have room to be able to negotiate 10-20% discount on that on that year. So guess what? As 2024 gets here, you already having a head start. You're already having a head start. So look for those packets of opportunities. Look for always think in the long term. And I like what you said which is you are very, very conservative when it comes to your numbers. I think you can never go wrong, right? They said, right, measure twice, cut once. There is a reason why they said that. You measure twice. And even if you have to measure three times, so be it. And then you only cut once. So I think if you approach things in that way, gain the knowledge, do your homework, find those packets of opportunities. Don't be afraid to take the first step in here, but always think the long term. Real estate is not a short-term play. And I have been reminding folks, because I think for years, real estate, especially uh, uh, in, in social media environment, real estate became very, very trendy, right? And a lot of people wanted to get in because it was trending and it was a quick way to make money. Real estate has never been that. Real estate has been the bedrock of longevity, where you invest today, you look to build upon it for the long run. So if people come in with that mindset, I think they're going to be fine.
0: Beautiful. I think you said it better than I could have ever said it. That's that's the main <laughs> point, which is you got to think long-term. We got to get back to the basics. You know, like you said, it's not just a get-rich-quick get scheme like we see with these pump-and-dumps and Bitcoin and all that. It's It's a real long-term investment. You got to make sure you're making money, make sure it's long-term. And Kenneth, uh, you know any closing remarks? I know we we have to, time is running out here already. Five o'clock. Time time is going. No, you I appreciate. Can probably it. See from the beginning of the video, my window from when it was light and now it's already dark <laughs> yeah. outside.
1: No, listen. I appreciate the opportunity for me to uh, for for you to bring me on your podcast here uh, and to share some of this uh, my journey in in real estate investing, uh, combination now to being part of London One here. Um, suddenly uh, it has given me the opportunity to be out here educating investors about my investing journey and the lending part of it, right? My experience is unique. It's unique because I've seen all sides of the business here. And when I have conversations with my investors here, I come from a different perspective here where I'm more like a, an investment advisor here where I'm guiding them, looking at the deal and looking at what their long-term strategy here. So um, listen, lending one, we are, we are, we are suddenly here to stay we've been doing a lot of business as we uh, and 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 we are we unlike where most lenders are carteling, back we are here ready to lend and 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 we like our outlook on the market in the sense of like um where we go from here with real estate investing so for anybody that is out here um looking to get connected to talk about their um in, in investing investing in real estate or they're looking for funding they're looking for the right people to get connected with that's what I do best at, you know, that's why I was able to connect with uh, folks like Yankee and, 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 and a, lot of, a lot of other folks who are on the ground here is to make that good connections here with people who know what they're doing. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity here. Thank you.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. And everyone, please tune in to this episode and the coming episodes where we're going to have in store some great things. Ken, I look to see you all over the place, making deals, lending, buying some more rentals. And listen, I hope your prediction's right. 24 will be a nice year to make some money like this year is and bunker down guys. Don't give up. December is still a time to make money.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the friendship. Thank you. No Thank problem, you. man. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Okay. 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 Bye. bye.